Hey, everybody. Before we start episode five of the Hawthorne Towncast, I just wanted to thank everybody for your emails. You know who you are, for your messages on Facebook at Hawthorne Towncast, and just for uh, listening and subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, this is a good episode. We've got Mayor Goldberg, and then we end up at Shortways Barn and uh, get a chance to talk to a couple of Shortways. And listen to the end because they offer a little discount for any of the Hawthorne Towncast listeners. Enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, this is Flavio Romeo and another exciting episode of the Hawthorne Towncast. Very happy that uh, you guys are listening and we are very excited. I am very excited to be sitting right next to social distancing to the mayor of Hawthorne, Mayor Richard Goldberg. It's so good to have you on. Thank you for having me, and it's important that we're socially distanced because I always write that on my uh, weekly letters. And I don't remember those letters ever coming out. I mean, it's been a very recent it communication. Started, it started with uh, COVID-19 when uh, people were concerned and worried. The Hawthorne Press had closed, yeah. so there was really no way of getting news out to our residents other than sending them a letter and saying, here's what's happening in town. This is where we are with the virus so I think it, it reassured them at a time when they were really concerned about what was happening. Yeah, I loved it. I, I mean, it's, you know, I look forward to it. Then Monday comes, and it doesn't come out. Then Tuesday, it's like, what happened to the letter? Where's the letter? <laughs> <laughs> now, if, if, uh, how, if people aren't getting the letter, how can they, can they register or sign up some way to? The letter is listed on our, uh, our website uh, Whenever we post a letter, it gets posted on the website, which is www.hawthornenj.org. Hawthornenj.org. And that that's, has a lot of information. Tremendous amount of information, a tremendous amount of COVID information. We kind of have took it from all over and put it in one place. It's a way to find out all about Hawthorne. It's a, it's a great resource, our website. And for me, it's if I miss that text that says this week, is cardboard pickup. I usually end up putting the bottles out. That's and then, correct. Yeah, so that's a good place to get a lot of information on things that are going on in town. Now, you've you've obviously you've been in town for a couple of years. Moved here as a five year old in 1959. All right, do the math, guys. Five year old in 1959. <laughs> I'm 66. I'll tell you, I'm 66 years old. <laughs> so you moved in 1959 from where? From Queens, New York. Queens, wow. Was there was there something, were there family relatives here? or No, my parents were looking for a bigger house, and I think it came down to coming to either Hawthorne or Sands Point, New York, and we ended up coming to Hawthorne, a uh, decision I think my parents made correctly. Yeah, I, I, I happen to agree with that. We, we came all the way from Italy. Yeah. <laughs> well, because there's no tax on clothing, so Just right there, that alone... You're ahead of the game. Right, right, which is good for, for my father because he was a tailor. Yes. So he, you know, he got more business that way. Uh, so you've been here since 1959. You went through the school system. I know your, your, your siblings also went through yep. the school system. And how, how long have you been mayor of Hawthorne? I became mayor of Hawthorne in 2008, so I'm on my 12th year. I was on the council for 11 years before that. So I am finishing my uh, 23rd year of public service. Wow. And what what made you want to become mayor? Well, you know, I grew up in the in the late 60s, and it, I remember Elrich Cleaver said that if you're not part of the solution, then you're part of the problem. Oh, okay. So I felt that I should be part of the solution. I didn't think I could complain about what's happening 
if I wasn't willing to serve. At the time that I ran for office, I was the vice president of the Hawthorne Cubs Football Association. Oh, wow. And uh, one of our coaches was running for mayor, Fred Cusatelli. Yeah, yeah. And Fred said, you know, would you be willing to run for council? And I said, me? I said, you know. <laughs> What's council? <laughs> I said, I'm just a little Jewish kid from the hill. You sure, you know? <laughs> and he said, why can't you know? I said, he said, absolutely, you should run. And I did. And it's been history ever since. My first election, I won the primary by one vote. Wow. And since then, it's been uh, clear sailing. Yeah. Well, I, personally, I think you've done a great job, especially what's what's happened lately with, with, with COVID and, and what you did downtown was, it, it was just, you know, and now at, as we're going out and, and traveling a little bit more, I'm, I'm seeing other towns kind of doing the same thing. So, so, you know, how was that, was, how, how challenging was that to pass that through the county to get the, uh, the well, that little well, section? That's an interesting story because we now have, uh, a bi-weekly call with the county, the mayors of the Passaic County. All the, the mayors? All the mayors. Before then, there used to be a weekly call to discuss what was happening with the virus and what, you know, how could you get testing or whatever. And I said to the county administrator at the time, I really would like to close Diamond Bridge Avenue from, La uh, from Lafayette to Grand. And he said to me, that's really a great idea. Oh, nice. He said, you know, it would be good for the businesses I'll work with you to make sure that happens. And we submitted the application, and they uh, made a few minor adjustments to the application and approved it. And ever since then, we've been doing it every weekend, and I think it's just a chance for these businesses that have been sitting on their hands for so long. And it's different bringing food home. You know, for a while, everybody's bringing home takeout, and by the time you put it on a plate, and get it ready, and food may not travel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it, it was a chance, and these people have just suffered. I, I look at a restaurant like Bella Fig, who right before Valentine's Day had a car run into the restaurant. He lost Valentine's Day. He then, with the COVID, lost Mother's Day. Yeah. And I said to Franco, I said, you know, if not for bad luck, you'd have none at all. <laughs> yeah. But... You know, and I talked to my friends over at, at Macaluso's, the catering hall. They're suffering because yeah. no parties, no parties, and the expenses haven't stopped. They're still paying insurance, they're still paying taxes. God bless them. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, the, <laughs> the public service bill doesn't seem to change whether they're open or not. It's yeah. the same bill, so they really need help. And now they're doing uh, parties at outdoors in Macaluso. Oh, they are. They put up a tent, can hold up about a hundred people. So if you wanted, if someone wanted to have a party, I should talk to them as well. Someone wanted to have a party, 20, 30, 40 people, they could do it at Macaluso's. They could do They're doing now small weddings of up to 100, 120. All right. Yeah, I should, I should definitely get them on the list. I'll make them note of that. So, so prior, you know, prior to COVID, what has been, you've been mayor for 12 years. Right. What, what has been, has there been any challenge that stands out? Again, COVID aside, because that has its own. Yeah, there, there were two. The first one we dealt with almost immediately was Superstorm Sandy. Oh, right. Uh, you know, when the town was without power, we had no power at either pumping station for a while. And we're concerned about running out of water. And yeah, I had yeah. to, to try and make arrangements with uh, another water company for an emergency connection just in case we couldn't get water out. But fortunately... We got generators to get the pumping stations back up. And since Sandy, we bought our own generators 
to ensure that we will never be in a position that we won't be able to provide water to our customers. That must have been like a year into your watch. Yeah, it was. And, and, it, and it was <laughs> well, Welcome to the mayor's yeah, office. That's, here's it, here's it, a flood. It was frightening. I'd sit there and I would sit here and the council would come in and we're trying to figure out who has power, who doesn't have power. Wow. And I remember getting a phone call going, Mayor, I have no power. This can't be. How can this be? And then he called back and said, I got power. I said, see what happens? You should have called me earlier. I would have gotten your power. <laughs> And being without power for a couple of days, it's okay. But after two or three days, it really gets wearing. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you have all the stuff in the freezer. And then you have, you know, it just creates a lot of problems. I I was impressed. I was, during Sandy, I was stuck in China. Right. So, and my assistant's name is Sandy. So prior to that whole thing happening, we kind of kid each other. You just stay away from New Jersey. and, And then it just started to intensify. And I... I changed my my whole itinerary so I could fly out earlier, but it was three days before Sandy was supposed to hit. They canceled all flights to right. to New York Tri-State, and and then after that you couldn't you couldn't get in because nobody had power. So I started looking at you know where else can I fly that's close enough for me to drive. So I, I ended up flying into Chicago, and then from Chicago flying to Pittsburgh, and that was as close as I could get, and I had to drive it, and it was so eerie. Coming down 287 to 208, yeah. and then coming down, and because there were some places that had lights, and then all right. of a sudden it would just be darkness, just yeah. darkness. Yeah, that yeah, I could see where that would be. Uh, yeah, it's it's one year into your into your uh, <laughs> into your run. You know, as a councilman, we dealt with 911 here, and uh, that had its own challenges. Yeah. And- but Sandy, and the other one, really a real tragedy, was the uh, our farmers market death when somebody blew through the oh, barricade. That was unbelievable. That was hard to hard to believe. Uh, my police chief and I have a, a saying now: whenever he calls on a Sunday, it's not bad news because it used to be every Sunday he would call me with a problem, and he called me that Sunday and said we have a problem. We had a pedestrian hit at the farmers market. And I came down, and it was just terrific because you had the crime scene that that went almost a quarter of a, a quarter to a half a mile. Yeah, it's the whole there, street, right? And ended up almost uh, in front of the pizza parlor. Around. Oh, is that right? It went all the way around. Yeah, the guy because the guy kept driving. That was that was and, nuts. And it was just terrific. And and who would thought that someone would go through barricades? But it was just just a horrific time, and and and. Most people didn't know Donna Wine. I certainly didn't. But our, you know, we're from Hawthorne. Our hearts bleed for each other. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and that was a tough time. We put on a vigil uh, by the library near where it happened, and the family came, and we needed some healing as as a community. And I think that's important as the mayor is that everybody remember good times. Nobody needs you. But, right, right, but, right. but when the tough times, times is right, the tough times is what people remember. What what you do for me in the tough times. Yeah, we went out and and privately raised money for a 9-11 memorial because I felt that was something we needed to commemorate in Hawthorne. Even though we only lost one person in the towers, uh, it was such a horrific event that happened so close to home that uh, that we felt it important. And I went out and I said to people, I'm not going to come to you every year and ask you for more money for this memorial. I'm going to ask you once. I said, don't take money away from any other charity. Make an extra gift. And we raised $45,000 wow. 
and then raised the rest of it privately. But we've got one of the nicest memorials anywhere, I think, in the state of New Jersey. And we're getting ready to do our remembrance uh, on 9-11 yeah, in a couple I, of weeks. That was in your, that was in the letter that just came out. That's correct. <laughs> See, there are people that read those yeah, letters. I, I, I put little nuggets in like <laughs> that just to check. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so you've been you've been mayor for twelve years now. Now, it, re-election is coming up next year, right? Twenty twenty one. Correct. And are, do you have do you have? I'm gonna put you on the spot. Do you have plans? Are you thinking about coming uh, back or retiring? Or watching? We're, we're still formulating what we're gonna do. You know, it's it's it's. I feel like we we've, we've done the job, but you could always do more. Uh, it, it'll be interesting. I'm probably going to make my decision right around New Year's Day so that when we have our reorganization meeting, I will probably announce my intentions then on whether I tend to run again or not. All right. So, everybody, you're going to have to hang out. You're going to have to hang out in Hawthorne until New Year's Day, at least. New yes, Year's yeah. Day uh, for the big news. And, and hopefully we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have the mayor come back on the podcast and he can announce it. We'll do it live. Maybe we'll do a live remote, a live announcement. Uh, all right, so let's 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 say that you decided I don't want to run anymore. We've done everything we can. We feel like it's in a good good place. What type of person would you want to hand it off to? Like what values or you know if like where where you can step back and say, all right, the town's in good hands. Like what type of person? Well, you want someone who has a true love for the town, because if you love Hawthorne and you only want what's good for it chances are you're going to do good things. Right. You want someone without an agenda who's not coming mm. in here to look to set the world on fire. Right. Uh, you need someone who, who respects and, and, and likes the police department, who likes the fire department and the EMS. You know, I've always said Hawthorne was like Mayberry. Uh, it's a small-town feel. Everybody knows each other. Uh, if we were in, in, in Amish country, we'd, we'd be building barns on a weekend for each other. That's true. And the, this latest uh, fundraiser lighted up for Hawthorne for, for a mom with, with cancer and how the community came together. I'm guessing most people don't know who she is. Right. But it's what we do for each other in Hawthorne. Yeah. It's to try and maintain that, that community feeling. Uh, Hawthorne over the years has changed. It's not the town that I grew up in in 1959 or the town that you came to. Absolutely, or 60s or 70s. And and people said to me, does that bother you? I said, absolutely not. I said, all we want are people who are good neighbors. Take care of their property, watch out for their neighbors. Doesn't matter what color they are. Doesn't matter what religion they practice. Just that they're good neighbors because that's what Hawthorne's about, being a good neighbor. I I, I have always felt that way. When people... um, when people ask about the town and what kind of town it is, it, it, it is that kind of, you know, we, we kid about it too. We, we, we were big fans of the Andy Griffith show yeah. and, and we called it the same thing. It was like a little, our own little Mayberry yeah. with a fantastic park. You know? And and even seeing the stores and the storefronts, I mean, it is kind of a throwback yeah. to, uh, to, you know, to the 50s and 60s and what those towns were like. But we've, we've, graduated leap years ahead in who we are as a people and what we do. Uh, we were asleep a little town then. I think we're much more self-aware of who we are now. But we cling to the fact that we're a small town with small town values. And that's what's so neat, being right next to the third largest city in New Jersey, Yeah, is that you cross the bridge and it's a completely different world. It's neighbors helping neighbors, people coming together. 
we have great volunteers in this town, whether it's for the fire department, EMS, or even as a little league or soccer coach. People get involved. They don't expect someone else to raise their kids. Yeah. They want to be part of the process. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I agree with that 100%. And it's, you know, it's, it's and, and what, the other thing I love is I have several friends that, you know, were, were coaches when their kids were little, they were in Little League, and then they went to high school. And, and even though the kids are gone, they're still doing it. They're still coaching. I did that at the Hawthorne Cubs. Uh, my daughter was a cheerleader, had been out of the program for years. My son had played as a P. He was out of the program for years, but I was still the vice president of Cubs. I coached softball for 15 years, 10 of which after my daughter left the program. Right. Because I enjoyed the people. I enjoyed the activities. It was just, it became a, Cubs football was a way of life. You knew every weekend in the fall you were all together. And that was your social life was was at the football you know at the football field or cooking in the snack stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of heartbreaking that we don't we, we we don't experience we don't have that now. Yeah, I mean it really is just just even you know even though obviously I'm out of high school for you know two three years now, uh, going down to Thanksgiving Day game yeah. or going down to homecoming and just you know just hanging out watching the kids. You know, just play with their hearts and just really hang well, out. Well, that's it. I'm part of the booster club, so I'm down there working the snack stand for football games. Yeah. And I said, the, the saddest part is we never know what's going on. All we know, it's two minutes to halftime. We better get ready to get the, yeah, the right. food going because the crowd's coming. Yeah. <laughs> and if you hear a cheer, okay, we did something, something. Right. You turn around, you can't see the scoreboard because there's a it's, building in the Yeah, way. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, it is. It is kind of a shame. I feel bad for the kids that they just don't have that, that kind of socializing. Um, so we we did have some questions. Some people yeah, wrote in, and they they knew that we were going to have a conversation. So we did have a couple questions, and uh, I'm not going to say the guy's name, but he is a uh, he's an educator in t- in town, lives in town, and he had some nice things to say. He said, since the pandemic, the pedestrian traffic in the park has increased, which is awesome. Goffle Park is one of the treasures in our small town, and it, it makes it unique. And it, and it really does. It does. And I, I don't know if you saw it, but I think it was either earlier this year, the end of last year, there was a New York Times article that That's came correct. out just about Hawthorne, mm-hmm. about being this, this little treasure. That's right? right. You saw the article. I was part of the article. Oh, you were? Okay. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, and, and few people know that the architect of Goffle Brook Park was. Did Central Park, right. Just think about that. Let that sink in. The architect who designed the Goffle Brook Park, our little park where we've been sledding on since we were kids, was designed by the same guy that designed Central Park. The Olmstead Brothers. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, just that little bit of history. Well, that was one of the reasons we fought with the county over the grass turf field at the end of the park. We said it doesn't belong here. Right. It's not, and it, you know, the county said, well, you're all being unfair to us. Well, they called me a lot of names. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, they got their way. They got their park. We use it. We we apply to use it, too. But we just thought it was inconsistent with what the park was supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was kind of an eyesore when they first put it in. Yeah. It was just, it looked like one of these things is not like the other. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it gets a lot of use, but. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, so his question is, there's one part of the park where you cross Ray Avenue. It's, it's between First, First Avenue and Goffle, Goffle Road. Uh, it's that one little part that, you know, obviously you cross the street from one side of the park right. to the other. So his question is, 
can we get somebody to paint crosswalks in there? And so, so something like that, I mean, it sounds, it sounds simple, right? Just, I'm going to get a can of paint, and I'm going to just brush in some crosswalks. But what is the process of something like that? You know, no matter where it is in town, what, what would be that process? All right. First of all, county park, which means that we don't control what really happens in the in park. In the park, yeah. But Ray Avenue is a county road. Oh, is that a county road? It's a county road. And we went to the uh, county when they were doing the park and said, we could use a crosswalk to get from one side of the park to the other. And the county said, no, we expect you to walk up to, to Goffle Road, cross at the crosswalk there, and then come back down. Wait, they want you to walk up to, to, to the traffic light there, with a, cross at the, the crosswalk, and then walk back down. And obviously they weren't at, at, at studies of, of creatures' habits because nobody does that. Nobody does that. I have yet to see one people, one and, person, and do no that. one ever will. Yeah. Uh, so it becomes somewhat of a, a game of dodgeball to, to cross the street sometimes. Right, right. Because it's like Frogger. Right. Nobody's expecting someone to cross in the middle of the street, but because uh, the driver doesn't realize that's the way to cross, uh, and they they've told us no on more than one occasion. Really. Yeah, because they just don't think that uh, it belongs there. We have one mid. That's a, called a mid block crosswalk. Okay. We have one in the middle, mid- in the middle of right, two middle of the crosswalks, right. right. We have one by the movie theater that's a mid-block crosswalk, which we lost for a while and basically had to, to jump through hoops to get them to put it back. Is that the one that near the old heart and lung, the one yes. by the parking lot? Correct. Okay, because everybody was doing that too. Right. And we said to the county, you put curb cuts in the road for it. Right, right. <laughs> Paint so the you, lines. Right, you knew it was supposed to be there. <laughs> And we finally convinced them we had to, you know, give hold harmless guarantees and everything else that we wouldn't sue or let any, or we'd be responsible if anything happened at that crosswalk. Sure. Wow, that's amazing. But, so, so if someone has, like, like this guy, for instance, so he has this thing that he would like to see done. What would be his process, or any any resident of Hawthorne, if they well, have, if if it's a local street? Now, technically, every intersection has a crosswalk, whether it's marked or not. Right. You know, you have the right to cross the street at those intersections. Basically what happens is if it's a local street, they contact my office, they contact one of their councilmen and say, can we do this? Uh, They call about trees all the time. You know, we're a tree city. Oh, yeah, yeah. And probably... (laughs) More complaints than not are about trees. Either, I've seen that on either, the on the right. discussion boards. Either trimming them, <laughs> cutting them, planting them, you know. It's, yeah. But you can't have the advantage of, of, of having tree-lined streets without planting trees. Right. <laughs> and with that comes the occasional sidewalk getting raised or a branch falling. Uh, and we have a very active shade tree committee. But things like sidewalks, trees, uh, any quality of life issue. Uh, sometimes I'll, I'll get a letter, and rather than respond, I'll forward it to the person who's responsible, the police chief, the business administrator, the public works director, and say, can you please respond to this? And then I've got to follow up to make sure somebody got the email and they right. actually read the email. <laughs> and they responded to the and email. responded to yeah, the email. Yeah. You know, most people, if they write to you, they want to hear back that at least they were heard. Right. You know, if, if Even you, if it's just a... Hey, thanks for your letter. Yeah. We're looking into it. Correct. Yeah, yeah. But people, and rightfully so, don't like to be ignored. Uh, and am I guilty of that? Sometimes I probably am because of just of the volume. 
that you can't answer everybody all the time, but we try and make sure that there's good customer service. And that's what I talked about when I became mayor here, as I said, I want good customer service. When a resident walks into this building, instead of telling them why they can't, tell them how they can. Right. I said, that's going to be helping our residents. And that's the attitude I think my administration has brought to, to the town is, is being business friendly, being residential friendly, improving the quality of life. Now, a lot of times somebody asks you a question, and unfortunately the answer is no. Right. And nobody wants to hear no. But I'd rather tell you no right out than try and get your hopes up. Right, try to string you on. And right, and then a, a month ago, but you, I said, well, that was a month ago. Now it's no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I it was maybe back then. then now, now it's, it's no. no. Right. <laughs> I've had a chance to study it. It's no. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, that's so. Is there a is there a, a number, or should they just write letters if they have a question about something, or they're well, they can always call my, my office, which is 973-427-1168. And Did talk. you hear that? 427-1168. And Ellen Brognell <laughs> is my admin, and she will take the call and work on a problem. You can email me at rgoldberg at hawthornenj.org. Uh, our email addresses are all on the website, so you can click on. All of the councilmen love to get email because they love to tell me I'm not doing my job right. You know? <laughs> so, so guys, if there's if there are problems that you're having in town, or things that you'd like to see changed, or concerns you have, instead of arguing or complaining about it to each other, bring it forward so that people can look at it, and that's how that's how you're going to get changed. That's, that's how things correct. change. So it's it's one thing to get on social media and say, oh, look at this terrible thing that happened. Or going on to HawthorneNJ.org and trying to contact the right person in, in the municipal building that can actually affect change. More times than not, we'll read on social media, my garbage wasn't picked up. And you go, well, did you call the town? Well, no. <laughs> so how do they know your garbage wasn't picked right. up? They go, oh, I guess I should have called the town. Yeah. And and it's simple things like that. and. And I understand social media, you can be incognito, anonymous, nobody knows who you are, although this is a small town, we all know who we everybody, know everybody is. is. <laughs> but we're here to work with people and to solve problems. We're not here to create them, we're here to solve them. Well, and that's, that's why I appreciate you taking the time today to, uh, to talk, because, you know, oftentimes you think that the, the municipality is bigger than the people it represents or that it works for. I mean, basically, you know, they're working for the town. I mean, it's working for each one of us. Well, that was a conversation I just had with someone about your municipal building. We're open by appointment only. So there was a sign on the door saying building's closed. I said, the building's not closed. The building is open. We're open by appointment. So the building's closed. No, the building's not closed. <laughs> this is the people's building. They have a right to come in and if they make an appointment, talk to whoever they want about whatever they want. It's their house. They're the ones who pay for it. It's their yeah. taxes that, that support it. Let them in. So sometimes <laughs> I feel like I'm, you know, uh, uh, spitting in a fan, I guess. <laughs> well, hopefully this, this kind of opens it up for people to just feel more 
at ease and more friendly in communicating with the town because I think people are intimidated sometimes. Yeah, and they shouldn't be. These are all people, for the most part, that live in town. They go to the same supermarket you do. They go to the same movie theater when they're when it's open. Yeah. You know, we're, they go to the ball field together. Uh, we have the former police chief of Wyckoff lives in Hawthorne. And I knew him from the softball fields because our daughters played together. And I said, John, why don't you live in Wyckoff where you're the police chief? He said, because when I would go down to the athletic field, people come up to me, chief, I have a problem with chief, I have a problem. Oh, no. And we want that. We want people to come. If you have an issue, let us know. Right. You know, I, we're not going to run away. I'm not going to go to Wyckoff just because I don't want to meet anybody from Hawthorne. <laughs> well, and you could find the mayor... Uh, frequenting a lot of the restaurants that are now open that have outdoor seating. That's correct, you know. <laughs> I went down, I talked to Tracy Shortway, and I said, because uh, I wanted to talk to her about getting around the podcast, I said, yeah, we're going to have the mayor on one of these days. She goes, oh, you just missed him. He was just here. <laughs> I try and support all of our local restaurants because it's important that people, not only do we support the restaurants, but people see you there and, and appreciate the fact that you're there. Now, it took me a while to get to, to Blackjack because they were so busy and doing so well. I tried to go to some of the ones that maybe have a few less people there. Yeah, yeah. But we made it to Blackjack's, had a great meal. I haven't had a bad meal in Hawthorne. That's true. That's very true. And, and you know, it, 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 I'd probably be 50 pounds less if I was in a, <laughs> in a town with, with worse food. But uh, Well, and that's, and that's a good point. For everybody that's listening, you know, I know that the mayor and the town has done so much to expand everybody's outdoor seating, allow them to get onto the sidewalks. Uh, they, they, they set up the, uh, the area between Lafayette and Grand Avenue so that, you know, people can just come out and enjoy eating outdoors or eating at a restaurant. And we talked about it a little bit. You know, it's, it's not always great getting curbside and then driving home and it sits there for a little while and then you take it out. Some foods sit better than others. You don't yep. want to have to nuke it. And, and just... Being able to get out, I mean, it, you know, when, when my family and I, when we first went out to have a meal outside, it was, it was down there, and, and, and it, was, it was great just to be able to sit out and support some of these, some of these businesses. Well, I'll, I'll tell you one of my favorite stories is my wife said to me, I want to go away so I can be waited on, somebody to make the bed. I said, you want to be me? <laughs> she goes, you're right, I want to be you for a week. <laughs> So did you end up going away? We do. We we were big cruisers. Uh, we stopped. We matter of fact, we came back on March sixteenth. Just we were the last cruise oh, ship wow. into New York Harbor, uh, and that just before everything got just shut down. before everything got shut down, and they took our temperature, leaving the boat. We waved goodbye, and that was it. And that was it. So wow. we've, we've had a couple of trips canceled that we had booked in advance, and uh, now we're just working on trying to get it done. Yeah. Well, there were a couple more questions, and we'll go through them quickly. I know, I know, Hawthorne Day. It's kind of upsetting for for pretty much everybody in town. I mean, that was kind of a disappointment. At, that was, you know, the first time in I guess eleven years or twelve years that we're not doing Hawthorne Day. It was a great community event, a chance for everybody to get together. Lots of good food, and a lot of it was from local restaurants. Yep. Fireworks, music. We tried to get them a little bit of everything. And this year, because of the uh, COVID pandemic, we just didn't think it was fair to bring that many people into one place. So it's hard. It's hard to control. I mean, you could say only 200 people, right. but if you're if you don't have somebody at the door clicking right. them off, yeah, it's hard to control. So, and you know, it was also disappointing that 
we didn't have the uh, the carnival. I mean, the carnival. That's this right, Saint Anthony's feast. Twenty five, right? thirty years that I've been going to. It's the first year that we haven't been able to have it. So, when this all dies down next year, we're going to start up again. Well, the next Hawthorne Day will be bigger and better uh, than than last year. Oh, you heard that. You heard what he said. Even if he doesn't run for mayor next year, Hawthorne Day will, will be, be bigger and better. All right, that's how we're going to hold you to that. And then you know we talked to somebody else that wrote in about. Uh, possible movie night, and and I have to say I'm I'm a big movie fan. Um, in fact, one of my uh, one of my friends graduate from from Hawthorne High School is going to be on the podcast. He's a, a movie editor, and we've always loved movies. And and growing up with the Hawthorne Theater, just being able to walk yeah. to the movie theater every Saturday with fifty cents in my hand, and my heart breaks for them because. They can't have outside seating. That's right. And you and I go back to when it was one theater. Yeah, one big one. That's right. And then now it's five, but the structure hasn't changed. That's correct. <laughs> the walls are exactly the same size, but there are five movie theaters now. And the owners are wonderful people. I feel so bad for them. I do too. Uh, and that's why, you know, we talk about property taxes. I, I tell people the worst tax in the world is property tax because it's the most unforgiving tax there is. Uh, it doesn't know whether there's a pandemic and you have been open, whether you've had a heart attack yeah, and have tornadoes, worked, hurricanes, whether you've got four kids in college. Yeah. It just says this is what the property's worth. Pay me. Yeah. Where income tax, you didn't make it, you don't pay it. Yeah, that's true. And and we need to find another way to fund education other than through property taxes because it's too unforgiving a tax. Yeah. Yeah, well, I agree with that. That's that's a challenge right there. <laughs> that's another podcast. <laughs> uh, so so someone else had asked like something like if we were to do a movie night, the band shell. Um, I know that there is a band shell committee. Correct. And so if if someone wanted to have a concert, an outdoor concert, or or do a big movie night there, they would have to. What well, would be that process? Well, the one thing we don't do is is rent out the band shell or allow other people to, to run it other than, than the committee. Oh, so it's a town. It's the town. Right, this they can't a, rent it out. They can't rent it out because we don't want someone charging admission or right. or not being able to figure out what's going on there. The town wants to, to be in charge of, of content. Okay. And the only way to be in charge of content is to be in charge. Right, right, right. Uh, but we've got a great band shell committee. I have yet to attend one of their meetings. <laughs> uh, that's how good they are. That's Well, listen, you know, as, as mayor, you have to put good people in positions and let them do their jobs and leave them alone. Yeah. Nobody nobody likes a micromanager. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and they've done a good job. I mean, you know, we've we've been to a couple of the concerts that they've had down there at the band shell and, and it's you know, it's it's kind of a shame because you see so much space and we can almost, you know, yep. you know, section it off and, and have people socially distance and still be able to enjoy some outdoor activities. Well, you know, the story of the band shell is an interesting one because years ago there was a, a a list of the ten most boring towns in New Jersey. <laughs> And we hit the list as one of the most boring towns. Really? And I said, well, first of all, being boring is good. It means we don't have a lot of problems. But one of the things they said is there's no live music. So we built the band show so we could have some live music. Uh, the other complaint is we don't have any chain restaurants. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I am too. You know, we, we've just allowed coffee shops to have drive throughs uh, but we're not at the point of having McDonald's or Burger Good. King, whatever here. But Dunkin' Donuts certainly, uh, or Starbucks, that they want to put in the drive-through, 
that would be okay because it's a different clientele, a different customer. Sure. Yeah, it's more of a commuter. Right. Yeah, no, I'm glad. If you can keep the fast food restaurants out, I'd be happy. And I think everybody in town would be happy. Uh, yeah, so so the Bandshell, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a great venue. I yep. mean, you could put a lot of people there. And and I, I do have Mike Pasquale coming up on the uh, one of the future podcasts, yeah. so we are gonna we are gonna question him and see what do we have to do now that you know people are cautiously opening up. It's time. Yeah. So you know, and and I think everybody understands what needs to be done now. Stay away from one another. Keep your mask on when you're you know when you can't social distance, and stay in your own lane. Like stay if you're in a little box, stay in your box. Watch the show, and then. Whenever, when it's finished, last roll goes first. Everybody take it. You know, it's not running for the exits. And so it would be nice to be able to do something like now, that for the One town. of the things I told Michael, if he could get his babysitter to perform there, we would name the Banshell after her. The Debbie Harry Banshell. Yes. That would be, and, and she, you know, she, I know we're going to get her on one of these podcasts. It'll probably be, you know, episode 245, and we're on episode four. So there's still time. And, 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 and if anybody could, now maybe, you know, maybe... Michael was not such a good uh, little child when she was babysitting him. I mean, there could be some of that. That, that could be, but uh, Michael's brother, John, worked for the Hard Rock for years. Oh, yeah. Has all kinds of connections, so we were hoping that John can make that happen. But well, uh, it, would be, it would be wonderful. She's uh, certainly a highlight of the city. Absolutely. The it would be a great, great event. Yeah. Well, Mr. Mayor, I want to thank you, and uh, on behalf of the uh, other Hawthorneites, uh, for your, your openness and your, your giving us the time that you gave us. And, and what I love about it is, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a small town. We all know each other. We've seen each other. And if you have questions about the town, you have concerns about the town, don't keep it to yourselves. Don't bicker with your friends. Don't get on social media, media and say, wah, wah. Write a letter. Pick up the phone. He gave you the email address. He gave you his personal email address Send an email. And, you know, not only that, but if you like things in town, people that work for the town are like any, anybody else. They like to hear good things, too. They don't like to just hear the bad things. If you have something nice to say, say it. Send a letter. Send an email and say, hey, listen, I know you got a lot of challenges, but love what you did on, on Diamond Bridge Avenue. Love what you did letting Villa Rosa open up and put some tables in the, in the driveway. Send some words of encouragement, too, because we are all in this together. Even That's though we're in correct. our own little homes, you know, we, we are in this together. This, this, this COVID knows no age, no color, no race, no anything. So, you know, it's a way for, uh, for everybody just to communicate with one another. Well, again, Mr. Mayor, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Uh, and uh, we're, everybody's going to stay tuned on New Year's Day or thereabouts. <laughs> We're going to get the big reveal. All right. So, uh, again, thank you. And, and thanks, everybody, for listening. If you have any questions, you want to send some comments, make sure you go onto our Facebook page, uh, Hawthorne Towncast, or you can shoot an email to hawthorntowncast at gmail.com, and we'll try to get everybody's questions at one point or another. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. This is Flavia Romeo, the Hawthorne Towncast, and as promised... We are at Shortways Barn. Shortways Barn is open for business. They are on Goffle Road at the corner of Lafayette Avenue and Goffle. If anybody doesn't know Shortways Barn, then you don't deserve coming here. It's ridiculous. They've been here since 1933. They are the oldest bar restaurant in Hawthorne. 
So if you don't know Shortways, make sure you come out and you find out what Shortways is all about. And I have with me two of the people that have been running Shortways for many, many years. I've got Tracy Shortway and her cousin Jay Shortway. And if you don't know, Shortways have been, I don't know, I feel like, I feel like Hawthorne was discovered by Shortways. You guys have been involved and your family's been involved in Hawthorne for so many years. How, how far back? So it started in 1933. Mm -hmm. So who started Shortways? Go ahead. Go ahead, you go. Our, our uh, great-grandfather, uh, Tuna Shortway. Tuna Shortway, all right. Yes. So, so he, he moved to Hawthorne or opened the restaurant and then moved to Hawthorne? What was this? Well, he uh, was actually, I think he bought the property in 1927. Wow. So he ran this as a barn. So you had your cows. As a barn barn. Oh, yeah, so yeah, this barn was, barn. this was yes. actually a barn. Yes. So it's yes. not just Shortway's barn. No. It's a barn. a barn that was owned by Shortway. Correct. Okay, Correct. I, I had no idea. And uh, I believe you did a little speakeasy too. Uh, well, that that I do remember. A speakeasy in the twenties—that makes sense. But I do remember when I was in when I was on Chet Decker in Little League. It must have been—I don't know. I was trying to think of the year. It had to be like 71, 72, uh, Playing for Frank Cabral was my coach, and I, I, we were we were we had our little cans trying to raise money at the corner. You know, pennies and nickels at that time. And I remember just walking down, because this was always, it was like, you know, when you're 10 years old, 11 years old, a bar is like, ooh, it's a bar. What's going, there? What's going on in here? <laughs> so I looked in, and I remember so vividly, I still remember vividly, I saw, it was like a belly dancer's outfit. And then, of course, I told all my friends, and they said I was lying. So, so at that time, it was being run out as a speakeasy, but as time went on, there was still a little go-go stuff going on? Yeah, definitely had a go-go uh, in the 70s, go uh, early up 80s. Up until 81. Oh, did it go up to the 80s? Yeah, yep, oh, I had yep. no idea. See, you guys probably stopped it right when I was legal to drink. <laughs> yeah. Then we all came to shore. It was like, I don't know Where what happened was, to the dancers. Yeah, no dancers anymore. <laughs> when, our, when our grandfather passed away the following year, they remodeled and made it more of a restaurant. Now, was it your grandfather or great-grandfather that started? At this Great-grandfather. Great-grandfather. That was two Then he, he passed, then our grandfather took over. Wow. So, so this the is, years that you're talking about, it was our grandparents. Grandparents, are, yeah. So this yeah. is like three, four generations now. This is, yeah. This yep. is, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I, I I didn't realize, was he was he selling anything from the barn, or was it his own barn? He was just raising cattle well, and chickens. He had, what, horses? Uncle Tex was on a horse. Horses, cows, chickens. Uh, I don't know exactly what else he did. Um... But in '33, Prohibition, he opened up a, uh, a little restaurant. And, uh, no, speakeasy before that. So, uh, 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 uh. so once 1933, then he was allowed to sell alcohol. Right. So then he opened up. He yeah. opened up. So the, he had, uh, yeah, he had the the famous for the roast beef sandwiches. He started that. Um, this is the and, and, if, and opened up the bar. And if you guys don't know, if you have not had a shortways roast beef sandwich, then again, you guys are stupid. Because <laughs> I mean, this is there is no better place to get a roast beef sandwich and French fries. Than at Shortways Barn. I mean, it's 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 one of the things that you guys are known for. for sure, forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, forever. Uh, so that's the history of the bar, and I know that when COVID hit, it hit everybody hard. I feel bad mostly for the restaurants and bars in town because there's nothing you could do. I mean, you just you couldn't open your doors. You guys were shuttered. Waiters, waitresses, bar owners. So. We were lucky enough to do takeout orders and curbside. So were people coming? Were people calling up and, and supporting? Yeah, sure. See, that's and that's the other thing I love about Hawthorne, and I know Tracy, you grew up here yep. your whole life, is it's very much a community. So we encourage all you guys that are listening, 
you know, support the, support the businesses, the local businesses in Hawthorne. It's easy to go out to a drive-through and grab a, a quick burger or whatever, but it doesn't take that long. Make a phone call, call Shortways, order your roast beef, order your French fries, and and just pick it up. If you don't want to stop in, they have, they still have curbside service. I love what you guys did in the back. How many? I I didn't count, but how many people do you know? Approximately, you guys can sit back there. About um, 25 tables. We we have at table? least uh, for 90 people to sit out back. Okay. I mean, we're fortunate enough um, that we do have a parking lot. We do have the tents. Other people in town didn't have the same yeah. as we had. Um, now, did you have to get town approval to to put tables out there, or did they just say go ahead and do what you got to do? Uh, the previous year, I got our liquor license extended, so we to were outdoor. Yes. Oh, nice. so I did that, you know, without knowing what was going to happen. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so we really didn't have to do anything. The other uh, people that didn't have outdoor dining, they had to fill out a form, I think, and it, w- it was pretty simple. I think seventy five dollars. Nice. They got theirs done. Well, I talked to the mayor just prior to this, uh, this 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 portion of the podcast, and I know how much he loves Shortways. And he's, if you haven't noticed, you could tell that he's been going to every single restaurant in Hawthorne trying to support the town. Sure. Yeah. And, and again, I encourage everybody. They have outdoor seating. They could seat ninety to one hundred people outside. I've looked outside. There's there's social distancing. You've got to wear your mask to come in to come into the back. Once you're sitting down, you could take your mask off. And now, since a week ago, they opened up 25% of indoor seating. Yeah. And, and you know, indoor is the best place because there's air conditioning right now when it feels like it's 100 degrees out. <laughs> uh, you know, you could sit. You could, you, would you be able to sit at the bar as well as long as it's social? Everything is yeah. set up, a couple chairs in nice. each area. So even the bar, if you wanted to come to the bar and you wanted to watch a ball game, you could sit at the bar. The, the chairs are socially distanced. You could sit at booths. You could sit at tables. Everything they've done it right. They've done everything they need to do during this COVID period to keep everybody safe. I know they sterilize. I see hand sanitizers all over the bar. So, so don't be afraid to come out and to support your local restaurants and bars in town. I mean, you can, you can. Tonight we're recording this right now. It's Thursday. Tonight is the opening night for NFL football yes so I mean what is NFL football without a local bar to go to sit and watch it so come out uh, obviously you're gonna hear this after after Thursday night's football game but come out support your local bars they, they have everything you need of course they've got cold tap they've got they've got food the full it's a full kitchen right you guys are yep. running a full kitchen uh, you've got surfside uh, curbside service and and it, in the event that this carries on for, I don't know, God forbid, it drags on to the fall. Uh, are you guys are you guys looking to do continue outdoor dining if people don't feel comfortable coming in? Outdoor dining with some heaters? Yes, as long as possible. We already have some heaters, and then I'll purchase more heaters. Um, also, we have two TVs outside, so you can watch the game outside, oh, nice. or you can watch the game inside. I'll have... Five TVs inside and two outside. Beautiful. Also, I have the quick draw. I have a TV out there if you want to watch it there, or you can watch a quick draw inside. Hey, for all you gamblers, yep. you can come out, you can grab a drink outside, and you can play a little quick draw. Yep. Uh, and we can fit 43 to 45 people inside with the uh, 25%. That's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, not bad it's, at all. It's not where it was mm-hmm. before sure. COVID hit. But it's something. But it's something. It's a start. And I, and I really appreciate the mayor working with, with the, the county and trying to do what they can for for local restaurants, local bars, and, and local businesses that, you know, you're fortunate enough to have that space in the back where you can expand yeah, and sure. get out there. 
Uh, so again, you know, feel comfortable coming to Shortways. They're on Lafayette, the corner of Lafayette Ave and Goffle Road. Again, if you guys don't know them, go get out from under your rock, come out and enjoy enjoy life a little bit and try to get back to where we were, you know, pre-COVID. I would like to add, yeah. Um, if you mention this podcast, uh, you can come in and we'll give you uh, 10% off your bill. Oh, so, yeah. is that true? Sure. I'm recording it. This is now, this is yeah, down. No, no, I'm telling you. All right, so, so. Just mention the podcast to your server and we'll give you 10% off your bill. So let me explain. In layman's term, if if you if you if you bring a hundred people and your bill is a thousand dollars, you're gonna get ten percent off that thousand dollar bill, no matter what the size of the bill is, right? Yes. No matter what the size of the bill is, mention the Hawthorne Towncast, the Hawthorne Podcast, and you will get ten percent off whatever your bill is. So, you know, definitely come out, support your local businesses, support shortways, and uh and I'm really glad that, that, that we had a chance to do this. I know you guys yeah. are busy again, which is nice. Uh, you guys have people yep. coming back in. Um, and, and, you know, is there anything that you'd like to say to the, the people of Hawthorne, the people of, uh, of the yeah, community? I, I would like, don't just support us. Support every business in this town because everybody's hurting. So if you could do that, that'd be great. Yeah, that's sweet. That's sweet. And you thank know? you to the people that have come out and supported us. Yeah, yes, absolutely. And, and you know what? Share this with your friends. Share this with your neighbors. Share this with people you don't know. I mean, this is your town. Hawthorne is your town. If we, if we support one another, we'll get through this together and we'll get to the other side of it. And everybody's going to be a little bit closer. So come in. Make sure you, you say hi to Tracy. Make sure you say hi to Jay. Uh, and if not, ask for them by name. And then make, make sure if you mention the Hawthorne <laughs> Towncast, you're going to get that 10% off bill. And if you don't, Email me at hawthorntowncast at gmail.com or go to our Facebook page at Hawthorne Towncast. You guys have a Facebook page too, right? Yes. You guys are on mm-hmm. social media. Go Web- to go website, to sh- Facebook and uh, Instagram. Instagram. Go to Shortways, support support them, like them, subscribe to whatever they're doing on Instagram, on Facebook, everywhere else, and, and just pass the word around. You're not gonna be disappointed. If you haven't been here, you're in for a surprise, especially if you order the roast beef. The roast beef sandwich with you have to have French fries. Don't 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 say any of this. Oh, I'm on a diet. You have cottage cheese. Just order the French fries. You got to have it with French fries. No cottage cheese here. Yeah, there's. <laughs> yeah, look around. Look around. There's, nobody's having cottage cheese. Uh, so I want to thank you guys for for the time that you gave us. Uh, I, I know that uh, the history has been it's been so long for uh, for short ways, and I, I learned I learned a lot. I didn't realize. That you guys opened in 1933. I didn't realize it was a speakeasy. I did realize it was a go-go bar from when I was 10 years old. And and the fact that uh, that they have a big area in the back, feel comfortable, come in, support Shortways, and support all the all the uh, the businesses in Hawthorne. Tracy J, I want to thank you very much. Yes, thank you. Thank, thank you. I, I, thank I really you back. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah, thanks so much. Yep. Thank all right. You. Take care.